This is the Accounting Insider Show. So this is another thing that a lot of investors are unaware of. There's got to be an easier way. It's achievable for anyone. It doesn't cost anything to set up a business. Because there are many great ideas out there, but it's the people that make ideas happen. Because once you unlock this formula, there's no reason to stop. You just get better and better at it. You just make so much money out of it. Hey guys, I'm back. Uh, wow, what a what what an absence. Um, what a year. I, I just I got to get back into podcasting. It's just been too long. Um, my last episode is like one of my highest downloaded episodes. So I'm I'm getting back on the horse. Um, today's episode is about my new iPhone 12 Pro. I'm just uh, going to veer away from talking about finances and. All that stuff just for a little while um, I think that there's stuff that's happening in my life which is interesting and I think that it's worth sharing on my podcast so uh, I've got a bit of a story to tell about my new iPhone 12 Pro that I've bought um, I think that it's important this this podcast is just going to touch on uh, a bit about why I think it's important to have the latest iPhone in your pocket um, how much they cost whether it's justifiable um, what are options what plans look like I'm not getting sponsored by Apple for this podcast. I think it's just relevant because um, I think the bottom line is my phone that sits in my pocket is my most used computer. And I've got a computer at the office and I've got a computer at home and I've got a computer in my pocket. Um, But the one in my pocket is the one that I'm on all day. I'm either talking on the phone, I'm checking emails, I'm looking at apps, I'm trying to find cars to buy, um, I'm looking at properties, I'm... Um, downloading podcasts while I'm driving. It's just, it's part of my body, you know, like I think Elon Musk has said we're part cyborg these days because the phone is, a part, you know, an extension of our body. I agree with that 100%. The, the phone is just so important to me. If if it's not working, if it's not charged, I mean, even to log into the tax office website these days, I've got to have, uh, through the authentication process, I've got to have my phone in my pocket at work with me so that I can log into the portal. Um, that never used to happen. It just used to be a password that you could type in. But because of security and hacking and all of that, th- th- sending a text or a message through your phone is one of the most secure ways that you can log into banking and and uh, the tax office. So it's really, really important that my phone works, that it works well. It doesn't slow me down. It's um, I pull it out, I reckon, 10 times a day just to type into notes so that if I'm having an important conversation with someone or I think of someone... I make a note in my phone. Often it's just like a shopping list and what I've got to get at Bunnings on the way to the office or what I've got to get at the supermarket or what I've run out of or putting notes and appointments in my Google calendar on my diary. Um, you know, it's just, it's just if, if I can't remember someone's name, I go and search uh, through my phone contacts and then I'll find them. And it's just, it's a really, really important part of my day-to-day routine. So after sort of reflecting on that, and let me just take you back to what I used to do. So to save money, and me being a a tight ass, which is, I think, code for being a good accountant, is I try to save money on everything that I do. So I think that the cheapest way of getting a phone was basically to get a second-hand one with a cracked screen on on, on eBay. So I would do that, and then I'd sit down at my bench at home with my DeWalt torch shining on my bench and I would buy a new screen off eBay for 20 or 30 bucks and I'd sit there and I'd take the old screen out and put the new one in and there was my phone. Now, that's a cheap way of doing it. 
but it's a high risk one because when you're buying these secondhand uh, phones off of eBay, you don't know what you're going to get. And what would happen nine times out of ten is the phone would work brilliantly, but the new screen was never as good as the old screen that you get from Apple because these are aftermarket ones that you're replacing them with. And there'd be some feature or some little dark spot on your screen or, or when you take a photo, you'd have a little um, overexposed corner of the picture. You know, there was always some really annoying little pebble in your shoe sort of moment with the phone after you'd fixed it. So it was never quite perfect, but it was cheap. And then I'd go on an Audi plan. Now I thought that was clever. I started on Kogan, but Kogan got out of iPhone plans. Uh, well, sort of Telstra, they were a Telstra reseller and then they lost their contract. So I thought I was being clever because I was actually, when you'd look at your phone, you'd have Telstra there, but you weren't paying the Telstra prices. You were paying a reseller price. So like a, I don't know, 70 or 80% of what you'd pay for that deal if you went direct to Telstra. So you do a prepaid through Kogan. Well, Kogan shut down, so I was left without a phone. They contacted us and let us know within like two or three weeks of before they were about to shut it all down. So it was fine, but then where do I go? So I, I Googled it, researched it, came up with Audi, you know, the Audi supermarkets. Well, they had Audi Mobile, which was another branch off of that, which was basically a Telstra program but at 35 bucks a month with heaps of data. That's great, and it worked really well, had the whole family there, but a couple of shortcomings with it were, um, so, you know, tick, I'm saving money. Tick, I'm saving money on phone, I'm saving money on plan. So it's all working. However, I'm compromising. Um, the coverage with the Telstra plan, I didn't realize this until I started traveling in my mate's sailboat on the coast of Western Australia. We'd be remote, and he was with Telstra, the, the proper, um, the Telstra plan that you get when you go to a Telstra shop. He'd get great coverage and I'd get nothing. But we were both with Telstra. So anyway, I did the research and found out that those resellers only get limited coverage in the regional areas. And they don't work overseas. So every time I'd go overseas, which last year was probably three times, none this year since COVID, um, I'd have to get a plan with Vodafone, port my number across and then for a month and then get back in Australia or, or use a different number with Vodafone because Vodafone's really cheap and works brilliantly overseas but seems to underperform in Adelaide. Well, to the point where I, I kept the plan when I got back from overseas with Vodafone and I'd have to walk out to the car park and make a phone call because the reception was so bad in my office. And I just, after doing that for like a couple of weeks, I thought, I cannot do this. This is because, I mean, if you're on your phone and you're at your desk, it's fine uh, because you can do other things. But if, especially if you're on hold or something and you're sitting out in the car park and it could be raining or it could be really hot, that was just not on. So I rang up Vodafone, had an argument with them, tried to get out of my contract. And oh, it was a nightmare. But anyway, in the end, they did. But it was difficult to get through on their helpline. It was just all sorts of complications. So the straw that broke the camel's back was. Um, I decided to upgrade to a new phone but I didn't want to pay full price so I watched a YouTube video on um, buying iPhones in Shenzhen in China so this is crazy and I don't know why I did this but I organized a trip to Shenzhen with my son for a week now we had an awesome trip but the basically the premise was to go over there and have a look at the electronics and have a look at the Chinese black market so I actually ended up following this it was, it was crazy i watched this youtube worked out we're in shenzhen one of the crazy big markets where you could get these phones went there i couldn't find the place anyway 
um, like the, the directions and everything were limited on YouTube. It's not, there was no maps. And even if there was a map, it was like in Chinese. So, but we had a, it was, it was great fun, but we, we, there's no, there's, there's hardly any, um, Anglo-Saxons in Shenzhen. So we were in the location of this market. We didn't know exactly where it was. We we're probably 500 meters away. And we saw this, um, these other, um, Anglo-Saxon guys, uh, so we just went up to them and say, hey, look, you know, do you know where this market is? Anyway, one of the guys was the, the video guy behind. The, 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 he, he has a YouTube channel called Strange Parts. So we bumped into him over there. We, and I didn't realize. My son said, Dad, that's the guy from Strange Parts. We're in China. Anyway, he said, look, go down. I know, I know the market you're looking for. Go down. And he was, it was actually his video that motivated us to get to China. We didn't know him from Borisite. We bumped into him on the street. It was, it was just crazy. Um, so anyway, he said, go down that street and into that building there and up on the fifth floor or something, you'll find basically refurbished iPhones. So we did that and we got up there and it was just like, uh, 2000, I'm not exaggerating, Chinese guys in this room, like, and they had like little glass cabinets, which one person sat behind and in the glass cabinet were just like stacked high, high, uh, 20 iPhones, just you know, all alongside of each other. So in their cabinet, they might have had 200 iPhones and, and everything was written in Chinese. No one spoke English. They, th- they didn't want to deal with us because we thought, oh, fantastic, we've found this place. They didn't want to deal with us. They only wanted to deal with um, Chinese nationals because I, I think the refurbished black market is, you can basically go to jail, I think, over there if you're caught selling refurbished iPhones. And I, I don't know how it worked, but anyway... Um, we were lucky enough to go there on a Sunday and they were desperate for business. So we found one guy who was happy to transact with us. Um, he sort of risked, I think it was a risky for him, but we ended up buying the phone off of him. But we gave him like, I don't know, I'm just guessing now, but this was in June 2018. So we gave him like $800 or $900 and then he gave us a phone, no case, no cover, no charger, just a phone in your hand and it had a sticker on it which said refurbished, but it wasn't really refurbished. It was it was a massive risk, but it was really an, a, a new phone. I think it was like an overrun where they get them off of the Foxconn factory, which is where they make iPhones in Shenzhen, and they must just do extras. And then it was weird because as I'm giving this money, I'm thinking this is never going to upload or link to iTunes when I try to log in. Anyway, I went back to the hotel room. It's difficult over there because there's no Google, so you've got to use virtual VPNs and log in through Hong Kong. Uh, it all sounds complicated, but it all works. And did that, got back to the hotel room. Amazingly, this thing worked, and I was able to sign into my iTunes account, and it was like the best thing ever. So I used that for 12 months, and then after 12 months, so I basically got back to Australia and it all worked beautifully. My son got on a Samsung S10 Plus and that was great as well. Similar deal, but we had to go back with a Chinese translator to get his. And that was um, another experience, but in a different building because the Samsungs aren't sold in the same building as iPhones. Anyway, we both basically lobbed back in, the, in Australia with these new phones, which we'd basically purchased from these, you know, I guess roadside sellers really. Uh, and they worked a treat and, and it was funny because in the hotel room I got my phone the day before my son got his 
And my son said to me, dad, this is so dodgy. I don't want to buy a Samsung now and then you to turn around and say, and for it not to work back in Australia. And then you to turn around and say, well, I gave you the opportunity. I gave you that Samsung. So now I'm not buying you another one. You're going to have to go back to your crappy old iPhone. Anyway, it was not like that at all. He just got his Samsung and he absolutely loved it. But incidentally, he wants to go back to iPhone now. So he wants to go back to an Apple. Um, but anyway, that phone, his, his, he's still using his mind sort of died after 12 months. And all that happened was the slot where you charge it. it I mean, I must have put pressure on it or twisted it somehow. And it was difficult to get the, the cord in there to get it to charge. So in the end, um, that was the thing that killed the phone. I mean, the phone still worked. I just couldn't charge it. And, and it was difficult for me to play music or podcasts on it in my car because it used the same um, jack, the same output, uh, the same slot to um, put the cable in. So the connection wasn't great. Anyway, so after that, another thing happened. I was on holidays over at Venus Bay and um, a buddy of mine, I'm still on the Audi plan with the um, iPhone XS that I'd bought in China. Um, and... I went over the hill and we stayed in this town and um, we stayed, it was, it was an amazing place, Venus Bay. But again, regional South Australian area, proper Telstra plans worked, but my Audi phone didn't work. So I'd have to drive to get my messages every morning um, about 10 k's from where we were, the shack that was staying into the top of a hill and sit up there and wait for all my messages to download on my phone. I mean, crazy because like half an hour there, probably 15 minutes downloading and then half an hour back. But one of my customers actually went and was staying in the caravan park, which is just down the road. But because, and, and I knew he was going to be over there in that week, but because I had the cheaper plan, he missed me and he was most upset. So I ended up missing him by about a couple of hours by the time I went back up to the hill the next day. And he told me, he'd rung me that night. I checked my messages the next day and he'd headed off. So he was a bit upset. So he said, look, I just want to give you a piece of advice. You can't be on that cheap Audi plan anymore. You've got to upgrade to a proper Telstra plan. And I listened to what he said because he was right. There was no justification for me having this cheap plan trying to save money. So I upgraded. Um, the neck, I, I waited until I was doing a country trip. And then I went and bought a new phone. And I looked at all the numbers in the Telstra shop. I had to get a proper Telstra plan because that's the best coverage. And it doesn't cost that much extra these days because there's so much competition there. And most people live in the capital city, so they're, they're on the Vodafones or the you know the, the other plans, um, which are cheaper and Optus and all of that. But I can't do that. I've got to have the, the Telstra plan. And then I thought, well, I need a new phone because the old charging slot wasn't working. So I thought, shall I get the iPhone 11 or the 11 Pro? And I guess phones are a bit of a fashion statement. Um, you certainly know it when someone puts their phone down and you've got the three little cameras on the back instead of just the two. So I thought, you know, because this is now recognized as my most used and relied upon computer, I'm going to spend the extra money and get the Pro. And I'm glad I did because the camera quality, when you're taking the photos, it is brilliant. It is. It makes such a big difference. So if, if you like photography and you're into... You're always taking photos with your phone. Well, I think that the extra money that you're spending, I think it, maybe it's another 400, 400 bucks. Um, and, and I think that if you're using your phone every day, they're only going to last 12 months. So $400 spread over 12 months is probably not a bad way to spend some money. Um, good investment. So 
I went into the Telstra shop and I signed up for this new one, knowing that the new iPhone 12 was about to be released. And I asked the girl that was serving me, um, what can I do to, you know, I, I, I need a new phone, I'm going away, I want to go on a Telstra plan, but I know that in a month or two, you're bringing out the iPhone 12. And they said, oh, that's fine. If you go on this particular plan where you pay an extra $25 a month, here I am, I'm worried about, you know, the original plan. Now I'm up for another $25 a month so that I get insurance. And that also gives you the right to upgrade every 12 months for another 100 bucks. So I went on that plan and I'm glad I did because then I did go into that shop 12, uh, two months later and I gave, well, I still got the old phone now. I'm about to go in there today and give them back the old iPhone 11 Pro because they gave me a week ago a new iPhone 11, a 12 Pro under this $25 a month plan and a $100 upgrade. So um, that's the background to what I was doing to try to save money and now I've bitten the bullet and I have got access to the latest phone, which is a fashion statement. It does great photos. Um, when I say fashion statement, it's, it's, it's more or less when you're out to lunch or you're in a meeting, people just think this guy's got it together because he's got the latest tech. I think that's also important. It, it does play a factor in it. Um, people can tell you've got the latest phone and you're up to date. And, that, and I think that they think too that, well, his IT and his the way he runs his business must be up to date as well. Um, so, yeah, got that plan, got the new phone, and want to run through some of the features now with that phone. So, um, yeah, it's, it's 5G which is, um, so that, yeah, that's, that's why I'm doing this podcast, I guess, because there's a lot of YouTube videos with people who've got the iPhone 12 Pros and they're saying, is it really worth it? I don't know. Well, I think it definitely is because one of the things, I didn't even realize this, but it's it's 5G. So what does that mean? It's the clarity. Uh, it's just different when you speak on it. It's clearer when you're speaking to someone on the phone and also it just does different things. Like when you're ringing someone, it doesn't go beep, 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 beep while you're waiting for them to pick up. It just It's blank and then they pick up and they come straight on the line. The other thing too is the 5G downloading. Like I use my iPad Pro, the big one, which I was going to use in my office, but doesn't really work. I just really use it to read the paper now. Um, it downloads the paper really quickly when you want to read it. If you're hotspotting off your phone and phone's 5G, really good. If you're downloading apps, um, if you're trying to load websites, whatever. And and these days you. You're doing it all the time, just if you want, want to find directions or you hear about someone, you want to do a Google search, it's just there and it's so much quicker. So I don't know what that time saving would add up to over over a year, but the 5G is definitely an advantage. There is a problem with 5G though. Um, when I'm in the country driving around, um, it does drop out. It's a bit patchier, but I can live with that. Um, but you, it's the signal's not as strong as with the 4G. Um, so the clarity of the voice is not quite as good driving through the hills where you you know you, you can't see towers or you're blocked out by trees or but I mean I can live with that but it's just um, you know uh, it, it's that, that's the only downfall I guess compared to 4g um, now this is the thing too with the 12 um, Apple have come out and said that they've made a harder screen like so basically the glass is not going to break as often. Um, when you're uh, when you drop the phone, so you know, in the with all my phones, iPhones up to date, and I've probably had I don't know 15. Um, I've had to buy a case, and the case sort of detracts a bit from the style of the phone. Whereas this one's the first one 
that Apple aren't saying that the glass won't break, but they're just saying it's stronger. So I'm sort of taking that as, well, I don't need a case now. And I've also got this $25 a month plan, which is insurance. So if I do drop it and it does smash, I'm pretty sure I can go back to the Telstra shop. I've got to check this out today. And they'll give me another phone as a replacement if I can prove that I've damaged the old one. Um, but what I've thought is basically you just need... Like I think you can watch some YouTube videos about people dropping this stuff and it doesn't actually break. However, the, the actual metal case around the edge of the phone, the edge of it can dent and chip. So I went into Officeworks the other day and bought some rubber bands as my case and I've put them on. I still haven't quite sussed it out because it is a bit muffled because it blocks the charging slot and also the microphone. So I've had to take it off if I'm doing phone calls. But in terms of just having it in your pocket and if you just... Um, yeah, just wanting to just protect it. You know, a 20 cent rubber band from Officeworks is going to do the trick. So I don't know how many people have cottoned onto that yet, but I think that's just a little, a little tip for people who've got it. Anyway, um, and it's a lot cheaper than buying a case because a case is like 70 or 80 bucks. I think the face ID on the phone is a lot quicker as well, which is good because you don't have to type your pin in with your left hand when you're doing something else with your right. Um, and it seems to work better in low light as well. So I think there's a lot of features there that they've actually upgraded to the phone and they haven't really um, marketed that well when they've launched the phone. But when you actually buy the phone, you can actually realize that these features are really good. Um, and now that I'm on this bigger plan, like when you go into the Telstra shop, they're actually, I don't know, they must get bonus or something. But the guy that helped me, Kevin at Norwood in, South, in Adelaide, South Australia, he, he was just so helpful. Like went out of his way to do absolutely everything he possibly could for me to the extent that when I left the store, basically sent me an email or a text to say it was really nice to meet me. And I, you know, I put in my order with him and then he said in two weeks time, we'll ring you when the phone arrives. Well, it was only like three or four days later that he sort of texted me and said that the phone had arrived and it was really good and then I went in there to get the phone and I spoke to another guy not Kevin another young guy he was really helpful he said like do you want and everyone's busy in there but he just said look do you want me to help you transfer the data from your old phone to new phone I said no I'll be fine but he said you know how to do it and I said well I thought I did he said there's a bit of a trick so anyway the trick is that you put one phone down on the on the desk and then you put the other phone along alongside of it and as soon as you log into the new phone the old phone detects that you're setting up a new phone and then you can just sort of like sync them which is it, it's all shown on the screens but basically all of your apps and everything get transferred across along with a lot of your passwords so uh, I used to like in the old days I'd just download all the apps individually and then you'd have to go in and put your password in and all of that well then you move to the iCloud backup when you just restore from iCloud backup, all of those apps would appear on your phone. It was much easier. It took a lot longer. But now it's just like phone-to-phone talking uh, and transferring all the stuff. And more or less, I did it in the car park while I was watching a cricket game, and it sort of took an hour or less, maybe half an hour. And it was just... It's just it's been the easiest, most seamless transfer from one phone to the other that I've had. Uh, so that was another benefit of basically getting in touch and using um, someone in a shop who actually knew what they're doing rather than sending, rather than going to Audi, getting a SIM card sent out and not learning all that tech behind, you know, the latest stuff with the phones. So you sort of, when you're buying this plan, you're 
almost sort of like getting training and coaching on how to use the phone and bring out all the best features. So that's a big advantage. Uh, the fast charge, yes. So like how many times does your phone die and then you have to sit around doing nothing while it's charging up? The new phone has got like 15 watt. You can buy RGB chargers like on eBay for like 25 bucks. They look cool and they sit on your desk. And that, well, I think I had that feature in my old phone. But I'd never used it. But this new fast charge is much better. So my phone, I think, will charge like in 35, 40 minutes on this fast charge. And remember, I'm not using the, the jack anymore. So I think if I'm using the fast charge, I'm not holding my breath. Probably means that the battery's going to get hot and not last as long. But it means that I'm not going to, the phone might last potentially longer than 12 months because the jack is not getting hammered like it used to every time I charge it. Um, and it's saving me time as well. And I th- I've ordered a mag charger, but I haven't got it yet. So I'll, I'll uh, update you on that when that comes in. Uh, but I think that that's going to be a, um, an advantage as well. So I guess in a nutshell, I'm suggesting that if you're in business and that you're relying on your phone, my advice is uh, get the latest phone don't compromise with technology. Every time I've bought a new piece of equipment that's given me an efficiency in my office, I've always thought to myself, why don't I do that sooner? So the phone is on that same sort of, um, I've got the same mindset when I approach the phone now. It's not, I'm not trying to save money, I'm just trying to get the best technology um, to make me more efficient in my job. And I guess that is the premise of this podcast and I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you've got something out of it. If you could go to iTunes and leave me a review, that would be much appreciated. And thanks for tuning in and have a great week.